Basement Bookers Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. My name is Basement Chair, the reigning, defending Basement Champ, champion of the basement, which means I guessed one or two more better than the other guy. Or maybe I win the tiebreaker, because I am the messiah of the tiebreaker. And with me, as always, the perpetual motion machine. He gets around, he goes around. He's from around town. He's a man around town. Rich, the mother effing Riz, the second most winningest basement champion in the history of the Basement Booker podcast. You know it. Great. So... <laughs> Great. Two guys who just don't know where to go from here, but we do. Have uh, I, a plan. I'm just focused on talking about all in. Dude, Sorry. you are all in on all in, and we are all all in all, all in together, like Grado, you know, who still Tony Khan and all his monies couldn't get Madonna to lend him. The song of his that Grado wants to use. I don't know what the song is, but I, I Grado's obsessed with having a Madonna song for his entrance. He just can't get the right. We're sorry, Grado. It's not going to happen. But just remember, you were standing there in Wembley Stadium, surrounded by a bunch of basement booker maniacs down there in the Wembley Dome. 81,000 strong or something, brother. What are you looking at? Oh, there was a zero hour pre-show. Wait, no, zero hour was the pre-show. What are you doing? I watched zero hour. I didn't see Grado. I didn't see this. Should you be doing this right now? I guess not. We're in the middle of something. You mentioned Grado. I don't. I don't remember. You didn't see him in Big Show and um, famous celebrity Anthony Agogo. I I saw them on the pre-show panel. Renee mentioned that like they that Big Show had to run with Anthony Agogo like on his back or something. I didn't know. Jeff Jarrett was out there running down the crowd. He's being a dick, and then came. Um, Anthea Gogo, Big Show, and Grado, mm. and they and wouldn't you know it, Jeff Jarrett wound up with the guitar broken over his head. That happens. It, it was something that started off nice for the fans over there. Yeah, they they love their Grado. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you can't really, you know, some things you just can't put a finger on it. Why? You know why, right? Like, yes, my chair is lopsided. All right. I sit weird on here sometimes and it bothers me, too. Hmm. But we're going to have to just get along with it. Okay, I had to address that because there's always that one person and they need to know that I see them. And there's nothing I can do to stop this. There's just not. There's just nothing I can do right now. So, 
That being said, we are, of course, going to go through the all-in show at the Wembley, Rich DeRiz. We Wembley. know you're excited. We're excited. And then we will, of course, talk about All Out, or as I'd like to call it, All In A. So, Rich, let's shift gears here. Well, Rich, you know, we started off uh, with the uh, Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? First off, champs out first, but we know why, because they wanted to attack MJF and Adam Cole while they were on their way to the ring. Even That's they a sound could, strategy. Yeah, it's like they, they wanted to attack, but they also wanted to get their entrance in. So, I get it. Yeah. Smart uh, on their part. Yep. Aussie Open, pinfall, one, two, three. What was it? What was it? Was it the double clothesline? Did you just say Aussie Open, pinfall, one, two, three? Yeah. Adam Double Cole, clothesline, pinfall, and Aussie Open. What? Oh, the way you said it, it sounded like you said that Aussie Open won. I'm sorry, I mistranslated the way you yeah, said it. Yeah, no, I, I realize how that could be uh, misconstrued. I did. Okay. Yeah. That's okay, dude. It was a long fucking show. It was a long show. It took it me long three show. days to watch this. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> You know, it was so difficult and so irresponsible. I loved the internet. I can't stay away from it. Mm. But it didn't take away from enjoying uh, the show. Like these bits, you know, mm -hmm. kangaroo kicks. And we had the kangaroo kick. It did happen. Um, nice little thing to get everything. I really didn't think they were going to win. Um, I didn't either. Obviously, we both uh, picked Aussie Open to retain. Yeah, the Ring of Honor championships do kind of look like the Toys R Us championships, like the the fabric that the plates are on, at least. Because, like, I've seen those at, I used to work at a Kmart, and we had had them. And I'm like, that looks vaguely similar. Like, it's not, like, the one I have is from Toys R Us, right? But it's, mm -hmm. like, it's better than that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Ring of Honor ones. So. Yeah. It's it's like yours. So you got real thing, yours, the Ring of Honor tag titles, and the AAA mega title. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. But, like, I just think if you're going to have tag team champions, they should have, like, tag team championships. Like, they should be worth the the plate. That they're printed on, I guess. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Just yeah. you know, it's like a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you got, you got, you got, you got it, bro. You're able to give out like custom belts. Well, House of Black had their own belts. Now Scissor Me Daddy Party has their own belts. You know? Oh yeah, like, I forgot House of Black had custom belts. Yeah, like is it is this gonna be a thing? Like I think it's cool. But if they could have these custom, those belts even are better than the Ring of Honor. Tag team championships. Yeah, and they sizzle themselves. Yeah, you know. If... Yeah, let, let's let's not call Tony Khan out on you know just trying to get people to buy a ton of merch. Oh, we're sorry, dude. We don't know anything. Like, 
I know this empire of ours. We're just mm. we're just raining down basement bookers dollars, you know. Um, but yeah, great match. I enjoyed it too. Next up for the coveted kinda FTW championship. Is it recognized by AEW? We don't know. We had Jack Perry, don't call him the jungle boy, defending against Hook and Hook via pinfall uh, with the red rum to win the title. And there was a moment that we cannot forget. Apparently, we had in the match real glass. Cry him a river. Wow, that's amazing that that happened. Thank you, Grammy Award running artist Justin Timberlake for not suing us. Man, um, listen, Britney Spears was crazy before you. You didn't, you didn't do anything, dude. We don't know. Um, so yeah, this is uh, you know, I don't get what Jack Perry's problem is uh, with CM Punk. Honestly, um, CM Punk never really did nothing to no one, um, really, except just be like an arrogant guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. say what you want, but that's real glass, you know. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna say what I want. I, I think. I think we should start calling him "fuck you, Phil." Can we start calling him "fuck you, Phil"? I mean, yeah, but if you make sure that you drop a couple of quarters into the square jar, Rich Torres, because you're on probation, brother. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we can. Uh, but just make sure you toss a. You toss in the city square jar there, buddy. Toss the salad, guy. Right over there, sunshine. Toss it everywhere you want to toss it, brother. We don't care. Terry Funk ain't wearing no mouthpiece. That's right. Um, I had no idea Juggle Jack was going to win or lose. I didn't care. All I cared was what Hook was going to do. And what Hook did was prove me incorrect. I think doesn't matter. Uh, Was not I'm glad us. he. I'm glad he took the belt and just left. There was no like, oh, we did it, Dad. You know, the best the, the best thing he could have done was just hand the title to his father and be like, "That's yours. That take that home with you. I'm gonna go do grown up stuff. All right, I'm gonna go out there." And I'm going to take that TNT championship off of that Luchasaurus or Darby Allen looking MFR. And I'm going to put her around my waist, brother. And that's some basement booking right there. They're in. There you go. Book it. Well, Rich. This next match was scheduled for one fall. And it was for nothing, really. Uh, CM Punk uh, would have you believe that this was for the real uh, world's championship, which it's not. Um, We all know that MJF carries the actual AEW championship. Triple B, baby. Yep. It is the triple B. That is the real deal, my dude, my guy. Um, but 
CM Punk aside, Pepsi plunge later aside. I I like Samoa Joe. Um, him wrestling in this like you know huge venue in front of all these people instead of sitting in some stupid suit. Um, that's pretty great. Um, I was hoping. Raincoat. Yeah, exactly. I was hoping he'd win, but that's you know that's always wishful thinking. You always want you always want Joe to win, um, yeah. but it was not to be. Somehow, uh, Punk managed his to uh, Pepsi plunge uh, Samoa Joe. Um, some say it wasn't the best. Um, I would say that's a lot of man. Uh, I'd say that CM Punk is a little bit older, um, and he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know what else to really say. He lost a lot of blood, you know. Uh, CM Punk did. True. 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 So, I'll, it, I'll I'll say this. Fatigue gets hot over there. The lamps and the people. Yep. You smell everybody's armpit. Everybody. Can't be. And great. wrestling fans, we never put on enough. We think it's enough, but it's not enough. When you think Especially it's enough, you got to put coats. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Regarding the quote unquote real world's championship. Uh, and I hate I, I gotta give the devil his due, right? Yeah. He never lost the title. No, he didn't. So he is the lineal champion. Yeah, did you did you like the John Cena Hogan spot that CM Punk did and no. Joe did? No. 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 It was you don't silly. like that stuff, right? It was. It was. It was like Punk was Hogan and then Joe was Hogan. Yeah, it was weird because it was like Punk was first. He did John Cena because he did the shoulder tackles. Yeah. And then instead of the "You can't see me," he did the Hogan thing. And then Joe was pissed. Joe hulked up. Yeah, and then Joe hulked up. Yeah. It, it was weird. But I would love it for Joe to win a fight, like like win a match where he like hulks up. I don't know. It's cheesy. I would like to see cool. Joe win a match. Can Joe win a match, please? Can, can I the mean, Ring of Honor TV he, champion win a match? He does win matches. He wins Ring of Honor TV matches that aren't on TV. Right. But still, he's still the best, right? He's still Samoa Joe. I I would like to see him booked as Samoa Joe on TV. I can see regularly. Yeah, that would be cool. But he's living his dream, right? You know, I'm sure people picked him up from the airport because people like Samoa Joe. Yes. All right. Next up, we had get get out of here, stupid Orange Cassie. Next up, we had a six man tag match. It was Bullet Club Gold versus the Golden Elite. This was a heated match. Because Kenny Omega and, you know, Jay White and them and Takeshita, yada, yada, and six-man tag. And we had Bullet Club Gold pick up the win with a roll-up after Kenny hit the V-trigger on Juice Robinson. It's right here. Mm-hmm. There. Oh, no, you're right, Takeshita. I'm sorry. Bang Bang Gang. Guns up. Yeah. I hate that name. So weird. Bang Bang Gang? 
<laughs> Dude, I feel like it's right up the alley of rock hard, Juice Robinson. Oh, which... it's right up the alley. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's right, it's right up that Like, I feel like just Juice Robinson's, like, intensity and insanity levels make it work. Like, I didn't understand it at first. I'm like, what is a Juice Robinson? Why is his name Juice? Should he be teaming with Orange Cassidy? And then, like, just watching him over these weeks and weeks, just, just he's just, like, always just at 11. So I get it. His name's Juice, man. Like, his mom and his dad named him Juice. That's why his name's Juice. Guess so. Like, Sometimes the juice is loose, and he's loose, I think. I think something's wrong with him, honestly. I think something might be wrong with him, and that's okay, because something's wrong with all of us. Correct. And his last name actually is Robinson. No fucking shit. Really? Yep. It's crazy. Well, guys, this tag team title match was scheduled for one fall. And it was for Tag Team Supremacy, the FTR, the Young Bucks, one-on-one for all the gold, to become the best, to stay the best. Who was it? Who walked away from Webley at the event that they created? The Young Bucks walked away with nothing. They didn't even give the, 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 the handshake of respectitude. Uh, turns out they're salty. They had their feelings hurt. And uh, we'll talk about that all out there. Um, I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Um, cheers to uh, Dax Harwood and uh, Cash Wheeler. Uh, I'm really glad that they're still the champions. Same. Uh, not for nothing. I have this match uh, listed in my notes here as, quote, a goddamn banger. This was a great match. Uh, I don't often say that about Young Bucks matches, but I typically say that about Young Bucks matches when they have a match with FTR. The pattern is, the, the common denominator is FTR. FTR, I feel like, could have a great match with anyone. They like they they wrestle my style. Uh, Dax did a tope, though, right? Uh, yeah, I don't cash, know why. Cash. Uh, yeah, someone did it. Um, listen, sometimes you go through life never doing something, mm-hmm. and then your life changes forever, mm-hmm. and then you feel fearless, and you will all do all sorts of other crazy things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's got nothing to do with anything. Just two people talking. Um, Correct, uh, but yeah, it was still not a flip. So the old slogan still stands. Uh, yeah, but how long until that's just thrown out the window? We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, it was stadium stampede time at the uh, Webley Stadium. We had the the BCC out there versus the best friends and Eddie Kingston. It was just Eddie Kingston, really. He's all you know. Why be anything when you could be Eddie Kingston? Um, yeah. The guy made it. He came from over here, around here, you know, and then he's over there in Wembley Stadium, man, in front of all these 
basement maniacs out there sitting out there in the Wembley Dome, brother. We were there watching later Rich Live, though, and we were there. This maniac, this lunatic, Jonathan Moxford, his fake real name. There is something seriously wrong with this man. I have a theory. I think he's got dark man powers. So like dark man was like this like movie. And like this dude got like it's like a dark superhero type thing. He gets like chemically burned or whatever. And like his body's like all charred up. But like he has no like feelings. Like nerve endings and nothing. Like he feels no pain. Hmm. He's just a savage and he just lives off adrenaline. And he okay. makes masks. So that's how he disguises himself. Like hmm. they're good masks, like Mission Impossible type masks, you know? Uh, but yeah, speaking of Dark Man, this idiot, this crazy maniac, mm-hmm. what the hell's wrong with him? So I think that he is an actual masochist. There are some people in the world that do enjoy pain. Maybe it's because when pain is inflicted upon them, their body releases more endorphins than normal, so it overrides it. So they end up enjoying pain because of the endorphins released. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Nor do I play one on TV or a podcast. Oh, hell Just no. the theory. And nope. Mox, man, he's a maniac. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care about anything. He's a lunatic. Look at him. Look at that face. This is a man that enjoys this type of thing. He's literally doing nothing to stop it. No. Do you think, like, Renee helps him at home? Like, he practices... Like he had maybe he like trains up his body. Maybe it's like a mutual thing. That's why. You know what? That's none of my business. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to get famous for discovering this. This is just two guys who are just joking around. We don't know nothing about nothing. We don't want to know nothing about no one. Yeah, Whatever we got to we got to tread lightly because Renee Paquette, as we know, is nothing short of remarkable. He's nuts. He's nuts. He's a crazy person. There's something wrong with this man. He's not right. Rex, tell me how you feel about that uh, costume change over there for us. Uh, uh, what the hell? Crazy. I. I don't know. I didn't care about the costume change. It's like, okay, you're back. Cool. No, it's ridiculous is what it is. It's ridiculous. Like it's, it's, not... it's, it's not even like, I get that they're trying to tell me it's a different character, but I feel like that this different character needs to be fleshed out more. Like it's, it is not to me. It does not equate to the three faces of Foley. You know, I those think... were, those were distinct characters. Penta Oscuro versus Penta. Other than, the color of what you wear, and I don't see a difference. I, I think what it does is it increases his mass 
Like so much so that he destroys ladders that are made of wood. Um, and boy, what a good recovery on that, by the way. Like they were quick uh, with that uh, recovery. They're like, listen, yeah. we got to hit the spot. Yeah. That's and- so. That's one thing I don't like about um, this. Is this to me is the difference between WWE and AEW, right? AEW, you like right here, right there. Here. Yeah. So AEW is closer to the indie scene, right? Because there's no performance center for them to go through. There's no, well, this is how we do it kind of thing that they do, right? Like they probably, they go through the nightmare factory and they might focus on, okay, this is where the cameras typically are, right? Like we know WWE performance center, it, they're more about that. But they, but Performance Center, they also train you the WWE style, right? So the WWE style, it's like, listen, if you botch your move, just keep moving. The indie style is, if you botch your move, you try again, because on the indies, like the the fans pay to see that, like the fans, are like, oh, he's gonna hit this and that and that and and that's what they want to see. They want to see all the spots. WWE is more about the in-ring storytelling. AEW, in cases like this in particular, is about the spots. And if you miss a spot, you try it again immediately. And that's something I'm not so much of a fan of. I appreciate the work ethic and the effort to get it done the way you had planned. I appreciate that part of it. But if you look at it from the perspective of someone trying to suspend their disbelief, it doesn't quite land for me, at least, because it looks like, oh, you messed up and you just went and did it again. Like the guy, the person who is taking the move, right? Are they still selling the move from whatever happened, whatever led up to that? Like that they can't, they don't see that this this thing you're trying to do a second time, they're not a little recovered to try to prevent it. Ah, that's just me. Sorry, I'm off my soapbox. I like the part where Arge Cassidy got stabbed in the head with a fork. Oof. And um, was it Mox that did that? Probably, but. Yeah, Mox introduced the fork in the first place. Yeah. And he like scraped it across his head too. Yeah, it was vicious. Like this guy's like, you can't be doing stuff like that. One of these days, one of these kids in the school cafeteria, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna take the sporks away. You know, hey. they're gonna take the sporks away. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least it's not real glass. Definitely not. Like, cause the Orange Cassidy had put his fist in the whatever the. Frigger Frigger glass, and yeah. it just it got spilt all over the mat anyway. Like the kayfabe you know, glass, they know sold that, you yep. know. Yeah. So, I sometimes I think they do too much with these things, but like, fine, just let's just here's good. Let's not push the envelope that much further. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the best stadium stampede is in the video game because. The other day I was playing a game and a golf cart spawned right on me. 
right when I needed it. Wow. And it was down to me and the last two people. I got in that thing and I ran them over. And then, like, when you hit them, it takes off a lot of health. Mm -hmm. And then when it takes enough damage, it explodes. So when you hit them, do they do the Sammy spin? Uh, not that I noticed. The physics in the, oh. in the, in the game is not great. But I like it because I feel awesome at it. Like, I mm -hmm. win a lot. I have, like, nine victories, I think. Nine stadium stampede victories. So, I'm no oh, Jabot. Look at you. Yeah, Big man like, gamer. Yeah, I'm a gamer, guys. <laughs> look, 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 look out there, Chubbs. He's coming for you. I'm coming. Next up for the AEW Women's World Championship, we had the fatal four-way between... The champion, Hikaru Shida, the starlet herself. I love this gimmick, by the way. Tony Storm, the doctor, Britt Baker, DMD, and the home country girl of Soraya. This match, I feel like this was so well put together, this match. Right. First off, Soraya coming out with her family. Awesome. Pop the crowd. Great for the family. It's a moment they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Soraya Sr. at ringside, right? You know, sitting in the, in the stands. She goes to hold the doctor. Uh, and Tony goes to clock the doctor. Dr. Ducks. Tony clocks Soraya Sr. And our Soraya just goes carry on her right goes no yeah what no I was we, saying, yeah oh okay i thought you, i thought you had uh something beyond the yeah to add it's like yeah brit and uh sheeta they're doing their own thing but then soraya is just like destroying Tony Storm, she sprays her in the eyes with the spray paint. She hits, formerly known as uh, the, no, that wasn't the page turn. I don't remember what that was, but it's called the Nightcap now. What was that? Was that the Rampage? Oh, yeah, it was the Rampage. That's it. So now it's called the Nightcap. She hits the Nightcap, gets the three. New champ in her home country, Soraya. Looking forward to the celebratory video with the title. Rister is, you're a disgusting person. Let me just say for the record that I am a very big fan of Soraya. Uh, despite her past, uh, we both respect her, and Rich didn't mean that. He didn't mean anything by that. I love he her movies. He loves them. <laughs> Fighting with My Family is a great movie. It's about Paige's family. Uh, there's a documentary also, uh, mm -hmm. which is why that I enjoyed this match. It got really emotional seeing her come out there with her family. I was almost crying with tears from my eyes. You know, as a father, you know, you want this for your for your children. You know, this beautiful moment in front of her people. And shame on you, Tony Khan. Shame on Swerve Strickland. And shame on that fickle crowd. When Swerve got up there, that sanctimonious son of a bitch, and said, whose house? The appropriate response is Soraya's house. Okay, she just came out there, and you know that's her gimmick, mm -hmm. and you know that's her house, and you did that. I was just... 
Disgusted. I feel like because of his entrance music saying that, he shouldn't have even been on the card. The fans should have did the right thing. They should have did the right thing. Because that's what I did. I did the right thing. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. You're supposed to be, most of you are her country people. Her country folk are kidding. That's all I really got to say. Well fought. Although on on the pre-show it was it was kind of funny. Uh, Renee passed uh, passed it to uh, RJ City who was in the crowd, and he's like, "Where are you from?" And they're like, "Georgia." It's like, uh, okay, well, I found the only Americans here. I mean, people travel. Yeah. Who is RJ City exactly? Like, is he a wrestler? He is he, he like is, a podcaster? Is he a that, cult cabana? He, he he's all he's all of the above. Oh, just like Wikipedia okay. says, Alex Abrahantis is a wrestler, also. So, well, I never updated the graphic, folks. Uh, so, if you recall, it is going to be Darby Allen and his father Sting taking on the team of Swerve Strickland, the sanctimonious Swerve Strickland, the disrespectful Swerve Strickland teams up with. The holder of the TNT championship that belongs to Luchasaurus, Christian Cage. Um, A lot happened in this match. Sting is 100 years old. Um, and he's doing things that 40-year-old people shouldn't be doing. I don't know what's wrong with him. I think he's insane. I'm pretty sure he could make the same amount of money without breaking his body. Like, this is not going to feel good later. He is going to feel shot. Like, dude, these wrestlers in the old age is not good. Like, it's not good, dude. And even the ones that stopped doing it sooner. But pick up a dark side of the ring, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You need to, take, you need to cut your losses. All right, give Darby his match, whatever this is leading to. Mm-hmm. And just, like, put them boots up, man. Like, for safety. That shit is crazy. You do it all these weird spots, man. You, like... Is it because like you can't wrestle a match match? Like I think you can. I think you can. It's just about wrestling someone that's gonna wrestle your pace. Like it doesn't have to be a long Broadway. Like just do like you know how like they used to do back in the day where it was like a superstar and then there's just some guy in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do enhancement. It like, exactly, but like not even enhancement though. You like you could fight guys like. You know, you sting, you know, you got the legend behind you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And like you can win your matches, like legit. You know, just have wrestle guys and wrestle your pace, that's all. I did hear online that there there were a lot of people like criticizing all these bumps that uh Sting's taking and they were saying with the bump he took in particular where he went through swerve through a table, he did it as a leg drop. Uh the person th- that posted this was saying that 
a spot like that is a lot safer than just about any other kind of like crazy spot through a table or whatever, because like you're landing on the person and they're even hitting the ground before you are. So they're cushioning your blow as, as well as the table breaking sort of softening it also. So I don't know. I've never done it. So I don't have any like desire to do so. So <laughs> no way, dude. <laughs> um, like he's a maniac. See, now he's gonna come up. This is where it happens, right here. Yep. He's gonna see it. We're gonna watch it happen. Ah, <laughs> uh, you maniac thing. And the uh, baby faces went swerve in the casket. Um, I gotta say, uh, why would you put the bat in there with him? Uh, like, I get that you're trying to do the whole symbolicist, whatever, but like, you had to know, you know? Yeah, I feel like a lot, a lot of stuff they do, it's like it's set up so that in the future you look back and say, okay, that was a mistake, but it's not realistic. Like you said, why would you? Why would they put the bat in there with them? Yeah, it's like, hey, I can just close it, and I can put the bat on top. What yeah. Do I care? <laughs> well, you put them in, you close the lid, and then you beat the coffin up with a bat. Yeah, something. Book Make it make sense. Yeah. Damn it! It's like, well, the swerve was his hubris, and he, you know, he 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 did something, then, um. So what do we know what happened to Nick Wayne? Because Luchasaurus just kidnapped him. He, he kidnaps him. You just take look, just yeah. takes him away, and he's never, never to be seen again. I believe Nick Wayne has been trafficked by a dinosaur. Um, I Out can't believe it. Uh yeah, I mean now we don't know. Uh hopefully they'll find him. So all right. T's and P's for Nick Wayne. Next up, bruv, we have the match. Three years in the making. Chris Jericho versus the young upstart, Will Ospreay. This match, dude. I'm gonna be honest, my memory sucks. It's late at night, so I don't quite know what to say about this match other than it was awesome. And of course, Jericho came out to... He was performing Judas as he came out, which was cool. Jared, what do you got? Well, it was cool, but it might have been what cost him the match. Uh, he wasted a, an incredible amount of energy on a vocal performance on the way to the ring. This is walking plus singing and having to keep motion and remember lyrics. Okay. These are the fundamentals. These are very difficult things for a person to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Chris Jericho has done this and he was a fool because Will Ospreay, bruv, he came out there and he was ready. He's a young man. 
You know, he's doing his old version of Cody Rhodes. It's okay, whatever. You know, red, white, and blue. You know, I like Osprey's music too. I'm gonna get that on my music playlist. Um what what can you say? This guy I hope he does the right thing and does the smart thing and joins the big leagues. Whatever that is, you guys just fill in what you think that is. But I know what I think that is. And I hope that they get him. Because, like, just think about it. Will Ospreay, bruv, versus the Tribal Chief. Ow. Oh, my God, bruv. It'll be crazy. So crazy. Um, but no, he won't win because the tribal chief's immortal. Um, but yeah, so always find time to acknowledge the tribal chief. Um, listen, I just want the only thing I want to say is there needs to be a rule on the amount of eye makeup allotted to referees. Okay, what you're doing here, Aubrey, is not necessary. It's you're wearing a mask. Hmm. From far away, it always looks like you're wearing a mask, and it's scary. I'm going to have to admit something. Mm-hmm. I have nightmares. Okay? I have nightmares, and it's those scary black eyes. And that referee, Aubrey Edwards, my nightmare. Maybe she thinks she's a raccoon. Look at that. She's possessed. She's possessed by demons. I really didn't notice at the time. Dude, it's it's very scary. Just imagine every time you turn around, it's there looking at you. It's coming at you. Or or you turn around, it's far away down there. And then you turn back, it's like right next to you. It's horrifying. Crazy. I know. I know. I didn't mean to scare you. All right. You know, Jericho, he needs to fix the wreckage of his life. Um, he's he's on a losing streak now. But he lost to Will Ospreay, bruv. And there's no no there's no shame in that. No shame. You know, the young it's about time you put over this young talent. And uh It's Will Ospreay, bruv. Will Ospreay, bruv. And, but Sammy Guevara might be the next one to get put over. By Chris Jericho. So think so. Sammy Guevara. Do you, do you think he's gonna win? Uh, well, they're not gonna win their their tag team match, obviously, right? There's no. no way. No. And then that'll lead to them wrestling each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the formula. Like basically, you didn't try hard enough. That's the right. argument. Mm-hmm. It's like when married people fight. That's what that was on Dynamite. Yeah. Well, this match is for three belts. That's right, Richard. Is the trio's championship, the House of Black, and as two black guys, uh, we appreciate that's fans of the House of Black. Uh, we appreciate the tribute uh, to Bray Wyatt there, the Fireflies, the Lanterns. I wonder if they were always going to wear white. Also, obviously, if unless you missed the subtleties, the doorway itself is reminiscent of the uh, 
third coming of Bray Wyatt when he would come through the little doorway thing. That was the most recent thing there. Um, a lot of things happened here. Um, I didn't think that men were allowed to like perform moves on women. Like, is that like different here? Or is it because Anthony Bowens doesn't like women? No, it's it's different in AEW because they don't abide by the PG thing. Yeah. And then Taz said, right in the yam bag. And then Nigel McGinnis said, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, it's just a little joke. Uh, obviously, she's got no yam bag. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh. And then I, I believe later on Nigel said yam bag and Taz is like, no, that's kind of my thing. You can't. <laughs> I, I don't know if I picked up on that. No, there's a lot of things you tend to miss out on if you don't torture yourself like I do. So, um, yeah, it's not that this was any kind of torture. This was a joy of a match, um, even though here she is again, the object of my nightmares. Sorry, Edward, scary eyes. Over here, but I'm not going to pay attention to that because I'm a professional uh, trying to do a podcast here. Um, there was a bit of a miscommunication uh, in this match uh, later on where Brody King levels uh, Malachi Black with a steel chain kind of gimmick. Chain. Um, and I noticed, see. They didn't do scissor me daddy ass because he's not daddy ass. He's he's the bad ass. But remember, it's two D's. He's the bad the, the, the ass. That's right. Okay. B A double D. Bad the, 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 the ass. You see, here you go. What we were talking about this is where Anthony Bowens he attacks this poor, vulnerable, tiny, ninety pound woman in the yam bag. It's unbelievable. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Alleged the alleged yeah bag of Julia Hart. Uh, Brody King's not having it. He's had enough. Um, he's going to kill Anthony Bowens, but that didn't happen. Um, and look at that. Uh, the uh, Sasha Banks impersonator herself uh, over there at uh, All In. Um, Such a wannabe. No, yeah, like, come on, dude. Stop trying to steal Sasha Shine. She's coming back to WWE, no doubt about it. Um, hashtag delusional. Um, so look, I really thought the House of Black was gonna walk away with this one, but apparently it's time to give Daddy Ass uh, a belt. So he's now a part of the trio champions, which is very interesting. You would think mm-hmm. it'd be he'd be trios champions with his children, but hey, you know, whatever. Maybe eventually. Maybe one day, right, when he turns his back on the acclaimed. I kind of feel like the, the guns would turn on uh, Jay, Jay and Juice. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and then, like, you know, the guns will turn face, they'll make up with their dad, and, you know, like, they'll become buddies with the acclaimed. And I yada, think yada. they're great heels. They're very good heels. I think they're amazing heels. Because they, I hate them. Mm. That's why they should stay heels. <laughs> I can't stand them. Um, it's like Dominic Heat. Yeah. Did you like the new trios belts 
the scissory belts or whatever. So, so like, I'm like, oh, okay, they're pink. And then, like, he turned them around and showed the scissors on the back and how it's, like, cut to the, the scissor shape. Like, you know, like, uh, whatever. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. I wouldn't pay 400 bucks for it, but it's kind of cool. Someone will pay 400 bucks for it. Yeah, dude, no doubt about it. You know, if, if there's a will, there's a way. Uh, you know, this is the chain spot, in case you guys wanted to see it right here that we talked about. Here it comes. I got that guy. He's like, oh, my God, I killed Kenny. And then, you know, but that wasn't even it, you know. But good match overall. Love those guys. Glad they got their big old uh, flowery moment. Next up, the match that Jer has dubbed the Battle of the Bro Chachos for the Triple B itself, the big Burberry belt, the AEW World Championship, the real one, Phil. MJF defending against his best bud, Adam Cole. This match had all of it. It had all the feels. It had Roddy being a whiny bitch. Oh, I hate Roddy. I really do. Uh, it had almost a turn. It's like, are you going to hit him with the belt? Are you not? Are you going to use the ring? Are you not? And ultimately, as we saw, MJF retains... Actually, the first ending of the match came with a double clothesline. Which, why are you calling for a double clothesline when it's just going to knock both of you out? I think it's it's stupid. That was stupid. I have a lot of issues here, but um, I get it. It's like, was your plan to like just do a draw? Was it to see like which of them delivers a harder clothesline? Yeah, maybe like the hardest forearm, but because they were balanced, that that it wasn't no one was strong enough. Like, guess. See, screw you guys for making me think about this like this, man. This <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Look, I feel like MJF strategies worked, and you're like, what do you mean strategy? It's like this was his strategy. His strategy was to, to befriend Adam Cole. To defang Adam Cole because he's an Adam Cole mark and he knows that Adam Cole, if he wants a championship, he'll do whatever he has to do to get it. And once he gets it, there's no telling how MJF can ever get it back again. So now he's got it to where he cares about him. So he's he's, he's inside him, you know, he's in his head and stuff like that with this friendship bullshit it's like you can't believe this guy mm -hmm. like i'm your scumbag no just just a scumbag you're a liar i don't believe you this is all a part of your stupid plan and you know what roderick strong is right adam cole if you're able to throw away years of friendship that's right rich there is i know you don't like neck brace okay but you know what he's doing the best he can you know when they're hanging out gimmicks he decides like you know what i'll just do whatever he didn't, like, you know, maybe ask, but, hey, are you sure this is the right way? Is there another thing I can do here? No. He's a troop. He's like, all right, I'll act like some kind of, like, sad, jaded ex-bro. Like, what is this? How 
can they let Roddy get away with saying something like, uh, what did he say? It, it was like, it does, my neck doesn't have to be 100% to break backs when you have powerhouse Hobbs breaking backs. That's true, but Roderick Strong is the messiah of the backbreaker. We all know this. That's his gimmick. It's his thing. He's just sticking to something, anything at this point. He did get his feud with with uh, Adam in NXT. He wants his feud with Adam here, I guess. Uh, to be honest, I'm interested in this to, to see what happens with the kingdom. I want to see what this is uh, leading towards for them. I don't care. I kind of agree because, like, I remember them being associated with Adam Cole before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. And it's like, it's interesting that they're finally doing this. So I guess this will be a nice little distraction for him. It's like, do they not plan on him ever being AEW champion? It's just like a later down the road kind of thing. We're looking at next year. Like, how long are we going to ride this out for? I think I heard like, that Cole has a relatively long contract. So they got some time before. Ah, so he's trapped. Yeah. You know what they could you know what they could do? You know, the it it was referenced recently, but I didn't realize the the bidding war of twenty twenty four is kinda right around the corner. It's September now. Man, I got a lot of anxiety over twenty twenty four, man. This is crazy. I gotta worry about MJF and where MJF is going. Like this is insane. I feel like that's what we should be focused on because that is the most real uh but uh yeah like after maybe they'll do a thing where mjf becomes a free agent and so tony khan has to strip him of the title because you can't have a free agent as a champion especially if he's blatantly said he's gonna leave and yada yada probably a tournament and cole gets the belt then I'd rather him beat MJF for it, but I guess if they're not getting that, that's the next best thing. I um, like how I I appreciate how protected MJF has been, like consistently. Yeah, he is that. He is that consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as he doesn't hurt himself doing these crazy outside moves, all of a sudden. Uh, By the way, this is exhausting. This exchange here, like, come on, guys. One, two, one. There was two, a lot one, of that. Two. Like, I call it the rocking chair spot. It's weird. And I don't like it. Um, but yeah, uh, whatever. It was fine. Um, like I said. MJF played the long game. This was all he did. This this is all a part of his plan mm-hmm. to defang Adam Cole, and he did that. And uh, you know, at least they're tag team champions together, but they'll probably lose them to the Kingdom anyway. Yeah, but hopefully they don't lose the Kingdom. Yeah, it's a sacred place. 
I wonder if they could show that kind of match. Ha <laughs> ha! Well, that concluded our AEW coverage of All In. Now that All In Wembley Stadium is in a book somewhere, we are going to have to move on because now it's time for All Out. All Out! If you love wrestling, this is the weekend for you. If your tolerance is not very high, we pray for you. Um, but let's all just meet in the middle here. This is about a belt, a championship belt. Chris Statlander, squat queen number four, takes on Ruby Soho. Destination unknown. Who knows? Maybe to the top. Uh, my pick for this is uh, Chris that ass Lander uh, for the win uh, all out this Sunday in Chicago. Yep, I got stat also because we haven't really seen Ruby do a whole lot other than stuff with the outcasts. Sure, they could get involved, but uh, you know Tony's on the outs right now, so really it's just her and Soraya, and yeah, best buds and all, but egos. So yeah, it's really up in the air. There's a lot of travel issues on Dynamite, so we really didn't get a lot what we were supposed to. Uh, no, you know what I'm uh, I, uh, some I, sick people also. I read that uh, Tony gave a lot of people up to uh, go to the memorial for Wyndham. Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot going on there, and weather-related stuff, Florida, um, things like that, travel, uh, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so we are both in agreement. And this next match is scheduled for something. Rich, take it away from here, brother. You got this. You know what uh, to do. It, I mean, it's probably scheduled for one fall. One fall. We don't do that here. That, that's a UK please. thing. That was all in. That was last conversation. This is all out. Okay? Okay. We had this grudge match. Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshita with the bastard Don Callis. I don't know what it is about this guy, Takeshita. I don't know what Scott Callis sees in him, but he probably sees something. He sees that he's one bad hombre. But Kenny Omega is a better hombre. That's right. Kenny, by God, Omega, the God of wrestling. Uh, that's what they say. I don't say that. They say that. They tell me that. Um, so you have Kenny also? Oh, yeah. Definitely okay. Kenny. One wing and angel, V-trigger. Do you think Callus like, emphasizes that scar with some makeup? Because that's a dark scar. Yeah, dude. It's like, I think, let me go back to it real quick. I think it's to show that, like, his emotional scars left mm -hmm. to him by Kenny is, like, visible on him. Mm -hmm. so. I like it. Yeah. He looks like a bad guy from RoboCop. 
It looks like yeah. he's giving RoboCop a hard time. Mm-hmm. Selling drugs to kids or whatever. All right. Um, I'm not saying that he has. I'm just saying that, that's the only way RoboCop would have to deal with him. That's right. Um, even though he does look like a piece of shit. Uh, maybe he's not. Maybe he's just good at playing one on TV. That's right. Let's do the. Let's talk about the opposite of that. Two big meaty men slapping meat. Uh, cease and desist has been issued to Excalibur. Only we unofficially. Uh, you can't prove it. We don't have any proof of the contrary, and you don't either. Uh, we we were told that we could only do that. So don't do it again. Uh, we'll, we will come for you. A rabid Richter is just getting at you. He doesn't care if you wear a mask. Man in the mask. Um, Miro uh, is who I got here, uh, at least for the first exchange in this outing. I think so, too. I think QTV is going to try to interfere, and that will distract Hobbs. Yeah. Yeah, probably right. It's a Seems big like media, the formula. Man. Yeah. Uh, look, Miro said it. He said he's going to break his back and make him humble. And that's what he intends to do. He said that. Um, you might have missed that. That was on uh, also on the Zero Hour at the very beginning. Around there. Oh, yeah. No, I did not hear that. Yeah, because he, he, he was out there. And he mm-hmm. called Miro out there. So he had like security and stuff. I'm like, okay. This is weird. Next up. I was watching from like yeah. the very beginning. I don't know how I missed this stuff. Oh no, dude. Next up. The Bullet Club Gold take on FTR and the Young Bucks. They finally combined powers. Um, they're looking at each other. You know, because those guys at the Bullet Club were bullies, mm-hmm. and they don't like bullies. The the other guys, right? So Bully Club. That's right. Bunch of bullets. Bully clubs. <laughs> Gonna hit you with a bully club. Bully you all. You stupid bully. club. I don't like. We don't like bullies. All right, Rich. Uh, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, Young FTR Bucks or FTR Bucks. FTR Bucks sounds like a competitor for basement dollars. I don't know about that. Hey, listen. Anyone can throw their name in the hat for some basement bucks, but I got Bull Club Gold here. I think uh, there's going to be some sort of miscommunication. You know, the FTR and the Bucks have such good chemistry. This is not... I feel like they're they're gonna they're gonna do the video game. They're gonna fight forever, dude. That's brilliant. That that that's a great hypothesis. Like they're the both the best tag teams in the world, right? So they're gonna have egos mm-hmm. on how to do this eight man tag match. It's like no, we're gonna do it our way. We're gonna do it this way. We're gonna do it this way. Very interesting. Okay. Or maybe, you know, like Dax only tags in cash and cash only tags in Dax. And then, like, a buck goes for a blind tag. And it's like, listen, I'm, I I kind of just want to get in the match. Can I get in the match? And then only the bucks tag each other. And 
that yeah. kind of thing. I wonder if by then there's going to be like a drop off the apron, you know, like one team just leaves Ooh. and the other team just gets like destroyed by the other team. Mm-hmm. It, it would, mm. I would, I say it would probably be the Bucks leaving, but I think a, a good swerve would be FDR bouncing. Yeah, because the Bucks haven't been showing respect to the FTR after they were being very respectful to them. Mm-hmm. So, because you would think it would be the opposite way, but no. Yeah, okay, that's a, that works for me, actually. Could be like, listen, you, you disrespected us on TV, we're going to do the same. On pay-per-view, yeah. even. Yeah, this sounds like basement booking. My way or the highway type stuff over there. Uh, no Limp Bizkit, though. Not that no, sort of place. I, I didn't even think about that. I just thought about a statement, like a saying. I know, like, but you know how my get to works. own it. Yeah, that's it, true. Yeah, if you, say, if you say a song lyric, even if you're not referencing the song, I hear it. That's true. This time I'm gonna let it all hang out. Speaking of letting it all hang out, hands of his pockets. Uh, here we have the savage gorilla, John Moxley, taking on this sloth of a man, Orange Cassidy, who you know he did pretty good promo work this week. Yeah. You know? Uh, the man thinks he could fight forever. But I think he's going to find that forever comes this Sunday at All Out. I think uh, Orange is exhausted, and I think Moxley takes that belt. You know, I'd ask why Moxley is fighting for the international championship. It's, you know, it's it's an interesting thing because, like, you talk about champions that elevate the championship, right? And what do they do to elevate the championship? It's like they defend it against the best. And they elevate themselves at the same time as they elevate the championship. And, like, it, I'm not saying, like, Orange Cassidy hasn't fought, fought like, the best. But if you look at the frequency of his title defenses, he's had a lot. And like the whole story, the whole time has been, uh, he, he broke his hand, what, four or five months ago at this point when he punched and someone like defended the punch with the belt. Yeah. Plus his, his back, his neck, his shoulder, his everything. He like a glass of the stupid stadium stampede. That too. And like, he, he, he's just like, He's walking kinesio tape at this point. And he wrestled um, Red Penta on Dynamite. Red Penta, that's right. And the whole thing, like now he's fighting John Moxley. I feel like that's it. Orange Cassidy's going to go on vacation. He should. He's heal up. He's going to rest up. I don't know if he is injured actually or not, but he deserves a break at this point. He like he he literally made that title. I like like love him, I hate him, love the gimmick or hate it, entertaining or a joke, or outlaw mud show, Mr. Cornette, whatever you want to call it, however you feel about it. Come on, man. He defined that title. So Word. uh I think it's a good time for to put it on someone that no offense to Orange Cassidy, but to put it on someone that is 
maybe a little more main event level. The title has been elevated. Let's go that next step. OC gets a month or two off, maybe. It'll probably just be like three weeks, but. No, and maybe him and best friends will uh, vie for the trios titles. Yeah, Again. this 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 is you know this could probably be this is probably a Tony Khan dream match right here. You know he you know he loves this shit. This is his shit right here. Hashtag orange mocks. Yeah. All right. Now this is very special matches coming up. Um, okay, so let's keep it, let's keep plowing it along. Um, obviously, this is in no particular order, brothers and sisters of the Basement Brokers podcast. We've got Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata, Shibata versus Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta, the most basic. Lamest name dude on the entire card is Wheeler Yuta. When was this announced? Uh, I don't know, but uh, it's on the thing, isn't it? Or it's, did I... it, it's on the Wikipedia. It is. I'm just curious when it was announced. Bro, I don't know. I just I just put the things up. Uh, let's not try to call me out on the spot here. But look, it's real. It's happening. It's here. Uh, we are dealing with an apocalypse here. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this is a mammoth of proportions. You would think to be a where? Why aren't we going to get the singles match of Eddie Kingston versus Claudio? What's with this tag stuff? I think they're just dragging it out. I mean, as if you know, from one pay per view to, to the next is not dragging it out enough. I mean, it's been so much time since All In. I don't even remember All In. It was so freaking long ago, right? Yeah, I hope Claudio wins the feud. Yeah, because it seems <laughs> like Eddie Kingston is like feuding with Claudio for the same reason that the Kingdom is feuding with Adam Cole, baby. Because like. Basically, that like at least from what I understand from commentary, because you actually have to listen to commentary sometimes to pick up story things. I just hate most that of like commentary. Eddie's mad at Claudio because he thinks he forgot about everybody else when he went up to whatever. Okay, I, think I heard that. Yeah. So it's kind of some similar to Adam Cole and Roddy, Roddy in a way. I'm trying. Do you remember? In NXT, Roddy debuted in a tag match. He was someone's surprise partner. Do you remember who that was offhand? No, dude. If not, scrap this part. Fuck it. Okay. Be gone. All right. Uh, oh, should, I, should we pick someone? Yeah, Eddie Kingston. Uh, sure. Kingston, Shibata win, and Kingston's still angry. The only reason I pick Shibata is because, like, like I don't know where he's staying, and I know it's ignorant of me, but it's like, man, they flew this guy all the way out here just to take an L to Claudio or Wheeler Yuta. Nah, he's got to win this match. <laughs> Tony Khan is 
apparently pretty high on Wheel, Wheeler Yuta. And not for nothing, I like Wheeler. I, I mean, he, the name is terrible. But I like, I like, I really like his in-ring work. I, his, I, I've seen worse promo work. I think he's a likable guy. Hmm. I think he's just, it looks like he's trying to make a Popeye face in that image. It's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we have better than you, baby. Uh, the tag team championships of ROH. And they're going to take on the winners of an AEW Rampage ROH Tag Team Battle Royal Memorial Brother Redderer. Brother. Top Roper. Uh, look, it's going to be Adam Cole and MJF, probably. Um, who do you think should face them? That's a good question. Let me see who is in that. Does it say? It doesn't I mean, you don't there. have to. You can like try to guess and have fun. Like, why do you need facts? I don't have anything in front of me. Mm. I know less about their tag division than you do. <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, Cole and MJF could drop the tag titles. Okay. After just a week. Um, try to remember from the graphics. So I know Aussie Open is in it. Um. Well, I have a prediction. My okay, pick, while you think, because you take it forever. I, I choose best friends. It should be best friends versus better than you, baby. And best friends win. Because it's going to prove who the real best friends are. Best friends are in it. Uh, the the tag team formerly known as like the uh, Bear, the Bear guys, the Bears, whatever they were called. Bronson and uh, the other bear, bear in it. Sure. Those um, guys. Yeah. I'm, right. not, I'm not saying them, but I'm, I, I'm saying <laughs> whoever wins this battle Royal is going to win the ROH tactiles from better than you, baby. I really hope it's best friends. You know, I think it's high time. We had a championship that looked like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I do that. Chucky T. Uh, and a gut. I'm fat. <laughs> uh, all right. This next match is special. Uh, this next match we've all been waiting for for a long time. It's anticipated and a surprise to many people. I don't know who Shane Taylor is, but what I will tell you is uh, Samoa Joe's got his hands full in this one. And I trust that giant head of his to headbutt his way to victory against Shane Taylor here. This being an ROH World Television title match, brother. You know, until the uh, vignette, that they showed for Shane Taylor. I thought it was Shane Thorne. There's a slight difference. It's a little bit of a difference. Just um, a little bit of melanin. I, I picked up on bit. it pretty quick. Surprisingly. Right. Shocker. Yeah, I know. I actually looked up for my supercard at the right moment. Um, 
No, Shane Taylor was the guy. He was teamed with uh, Swerve Strickland, and I think also at some point, maybe not at the same time, um, Keith Lee in Ring of Honor. He's terrifying. Yeah, it was uh, Shane Taylor Productions or Promotions, whichever. Um, He's his own production company? It's it's what the faction was called. Like Mogul Embassy. What are, what are they? What kind of embassy are they? Um, it's gonna be That's Joe, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be Joe. But Shane Taylor is gonna put on a good show, and probably get quote unquote promoted to AEW from Ring of Honor. That's like a kaiju right there. Look at kind those traps. Look at them. He's kind giant. of a kaiju. Kind Jesus of a kaiju. Christ, I don't want to fight him. Well, lucky for you, you don't have to. I mean, I mean, Joe. lucky for him, you don't have to. Yeah, lucky for him, you know, liability. You know, if he killed me, it's a high probability. Right. I mean, uh, you know, it'd be a pretty hefty fine there if he killed you. By luck, judge will be like, "It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal." <laughs> All right, here's a special one here uh, for the folks out there. Uh, we cannot finish the episode of this podcast without talking about the biggest elephant in the room, the brawl in before all out this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jungle Jack Perry does real glass, Crimea River. River. And CM Punk, who are both currently suspended uh, upon further investigation. Uh, And a lot could change between now and Sunday. A Chicago show and no CM Punk. Can you imagine your page, your Soraya, you're out there with your family. You, they've got Queen playing. You go out there with them. You're in a match with like top tier talent. You were told you were never going to wrestle again. You come out here and you win. Your mom got involved. Mm-hmm. And all anyone can talk about. Majoritively, highlighty-wise, in the dirt sheets, they can only be talking about CM Punk and Jungle Jerkoff Jack Perry. CM Punk, her former WWE backstage co-star, co-host. He should have known better. So selfish, man. Like... You're the grown-up, dude. You could have been the grown-up in this situation. You know, but instead, you do this. And now we have an all-out in an alternate universe. Like, they're both in the wrong here, honestly. But he's a kid. He's a dumb kid. CM Punk is an adult. He's a dumb adult. So, real quick, if you need to be told, hey, real glass is a little too dangerous, 
use the fake stuff. And then you still don't. Your arm kind of deserves to get shredded. Yeah, and it, it, dude, and it, you could tell it was bothering him too. Like, because he's like, this is like, like inside, he's like, damn, this actually does hurt, and I don't like this. I gotta finish the match like this. Don't sell it. Don't yeah, sell the, it. The, don't sell it. <laughs> yeah, the thing about real glass, like, especially you know, on a, on a windshield, which is gonna shatter into tiny, tiny, tiny pieces, as opposed to large pieces that can slice you. Yeah. It's like those tiny little shards can get stuck in you. I, I think yeah. you might need surgery to have them removed so they don't travel through your bloodstream to your heart, to your freaking kidneys, to your intestines, to your brain. You dummy. You dummy. Yeah, you dummy. Now, sugar glass. Guess what? Sugar fucking dissolves. You get yeah, one of those little fucking go. sugar shards in you. It literally, it is sugar. It, it's not going to slice your vein open from the inside. You dummy. And it's not just about you. It's about Hook. Like, he could have got hurt. He could have got yeah. seriously hurt. Um, I think Jack was due for some time off or something. And that's part of the reason why they want he wanted to do that spot. Or whatever, but like, just do the thing. And plus, they were, like, Punk was the messenger. Like, they told him, like, could you like get him not to do this? Because we don't want him to do this. And he's like, hey, you shouldn't do this. And this is what happens. But like, honestly, they're both in the wrong. But Punk should have been the man about it. That's all. Didn't so the the backstage altercation didn't didn't Jack go up to Punk? That's they're saying that's that didn't happen. That's the hard thing, dude. There's video. Oh, there's video of this one. They're saying there's video. I haven't seen it. It hasn't leaked yet. But if they're saying there's video, it's gonna be leaked sooner or later. So I'm I still I, on it. I still can't believe that there's there's no video because there's the cameras all out. over Wembley. So, because here's the rumors. There was rumors that like a monitor almost fell on Tony Khan. Or whatever, yeah, I, like it was in close quarters. There's so much stuff. There was the mural one, which turned out to be they were just joking around together. Yeah. You know, um that's literally just like taking words that were said without including tone and context. I keep thinking this is some kind of a work. But it's like, why would they have to do this for Jack Perry though? Like this doesn't make any sense. That's the whole thing that bothers me. That's the one variable. I'm like that conspiracy guy. I'm like why Jack Perry, though? Like, this doesn't make any sense that this would be a work. I think the people saying it's a work give too much credit to the powers that be within AEW that they're just completely out of control. Yeah. You know? And I'm hearing it's like, like, got, it's, yeah. it's like it's like it's like they believe that like there's no way all this stuff is happening. You know, it's like, no. It, it, it's fucking, it's a junior high school cafeteria. Yeah, some of them are saying, like, he's, he was, he, like, choked him out. You know, like a UFC move, like a guillotine or something. Yeah, we, we've seen him in UFC. We know that didn't happen. Yeah, um, Cornette says he thinks he ghouzled him. You know what that is, right? Yeah, just like, uh, yeah, bottled up. Goozle. Yeah, like that. But uh, yeah, either way, dude, that's kind of. I know you get someone like that. You can you can get your hand on their carotid, and they just they just go out. 
Maybe that's what he did. Could be. Man, if there's video of that, Jungle Boy will never recover. <laughs> I mean, do you think Anna would leave him? I actually texted you about that. I'm like, I think he would. I think she would. Like, I was thinking, like, if she wasn't the one that gassed him up and made him think that he could do that, that he's like, you tell him. You get it in his face. You know what I'm saying? But if she didn't, then she's definitely going to leave him. Well, I tell you what. You know, if if that's what you're going home to on the regular, I can absolutely see you feeling like you're freaking invincible. Yeah, but after that, I guess we'll see if she's uh, loyal, you know? Get, getting choked out by uh, UFC failure CM Punk. Yeah. Well, I think it's best for us not to continue to crap all over CM Punk. Um, uh, yeah, how could we forget about this match? Darby Allen loses. Um, Luchasaurus, probably the champion still or something. I don't give a shit. That's right. Christian Cage champion with <laughs> Luchasaurus. Uh, and someone's dad is dead. Well, he's got to move on to Nick Wayne. Yeah. Step aside, Darby. He's got a bastard to attack. I'm here for the guy with the dead father. Here to make him sad. I think this is the only Christian gimmick I like. Only because it's, it's just funny. There's been so many. But he did wear a turtleneck that... Had the sleeves cut off. That's a little weird, I think. You know, that's... Like, I get you like turtlenecks, but, like, you married that turtleneck, dude. Like, you just... For life. All right, well, we hope you enjoyed this all-out prediction episode. This is a doozy. Not only was this the all-in... Result show... This was an all-out prediction episode. So if you got something different, put it down there. If you feel like all-outs card is stacked enough not to be all in A, then I'm sorry. Uh, you know, sound off below. If you think I'm wrong, yeah, I'm probably wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a chance of that. You know you what know? they say, after you go all in, you gotta get all out. And with that, we are all out. Jer, give him the party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the bookers.